Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here is Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Have a wonderful, blessed day. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. And welcome everyone, uh, wherever you are in the world, whenever you're listening, uh, we are greatly honored by your presence and we thank you. Please give us your feedback on uh, how we can improve this for you and your family and the people that you love. Um, we, we, every week we want to give you a little something to think about, a little something to challenge you, and a little something to practically apply to make your week a little better and maybe sometimes your life a little better. And um, I want to I wanna address one thing before I actually get started. You know, uh, Johanna said, um, you know, in a minute we're going to hear from Alex and one of his amazing spiritual laws of nature. And sometimes when I'm finished, she'll say something like that too. That was amazing or whatever. And... Um, while that feels good, you know, to hear things like that, it's really important to me that you know, I, I don't take credit for any of these. Uh, I felt like I, I got most of these from ancient manuscripts, um, from prayer. So I, I believe I was led to them, uh, found them in things other people had already written, sometimes hundreds or even thousands of years ago. Uh, most of them now have some supporting research, and we point that out um, when that's the case. But I, I just wanted you to know, um, I, I don't get the credit for any of this, okay? And, and, I, and I like it that way, okay? You don't want my wisdom, all right? That'll get you in trouble. Um, you want... A lot more than that, and so do I. And it wasn't my wisdom that got me unstuck in my life or that has helped my clients uh, for the last 30 years. It was spiritual wisdom. It was wisdom from some of the great minds and thinkers of all time, um, etc. I, I just sort of sew the pieces together sometimes. But I, I did want to say that as we get started today. Okay, we all want it all. Now, probably uh, some of you are thinking, 
Um, no, I, I don't want it all anymore, okay? But what I would say is, in people that I've worked with over the last 30 years, we do all want it all. Now, I will grant you that there's many people today, a significant percentage of all people, who are no longer trying to get it all, but it's not because they don't want it all, it's because they've given up. All right? They've tried, it didn't work. They tried another way, that didn't work. They tried another way, that didn't work. And then they finally gave up. Um, Skinner did some uh, terrible animal research experiments on animals on a, on a topic like that many years ago, very famous ones. And he found the same thing in animals that, you know, they'll try to get out. They'll try to get the food this way, that way, every way they can think of, every way they can try. But then if they become convinced it's not going to happen for me, they will give up, lie down on the cage, even if they're shocked continually. They'll just endure it because they've given up. And that's one of the main things I'm wanting to speak to today is so many people these days, I believe, have given up, at least as far as having it all. Maybe not as far as having what they absolutely have to have to survive. I mean, we almost can't even suppress that, all right? People who want to commit suicide very often can't because of the survival mechanism and the survival instincts of the mind, body, and spirit, all right? So those things we almost can't turn off. But then once we have basic needs met, okay, we're not in danger, we have something to eat, you know, that sort of thing. So many people I know today have given up. And then there's another percentage of people that have this pie-in-the-sky thing um, that's almost like the... uh, Uh, I call it the Decade of Affirmations, which I think started in like um, the 2000s, where everything was about affirmations. You know, millions of dollars is on the way to me right now. My tumor is healing right now. My stomach ache is healing right now. Um, And if you were to ask people during those times, hey... Do you believe that? Do you believe what you're saying? A a large number of them would say no. No, I don't believe it, but, you know, I hope, all right? Well, what they're doing is they're trying to get those things to happen by saying it even though they don't believe it. And the paradoxical problem with that is their unconscious mind interprets that as a lie because they're saying something they don't believe is true, and it spikes their stress and hurts them and makes it even more unlikely that they will ever get that thing. It makes it more unlikely their tumor will heal. makes it more unlikely they'll be successful financially, etc., etc. And um, as the first double-blind study on affirmations came out a number of years ago, the University of Waterloo in Canada and several others since then they confirmed that exact thing, that for most people, those kind of affirmations, that kind of thinking makes you worse 
not better. Makes your problem worse, not better. Keeps you from the success, not it doesn't get you closer to it. So, so many people I see these days are in one of those two camps. They've either given up or they've taken to almost affirmation type, I'm going to be successful no matter what. You know, I'm going to be a movie star. I'm going to be uh, one of the top movie stars in the world. I'm going to, you know, and, and I believe in dreaming. In fact, it's a big problem if you stop dreaming. But it still has to be in the realm of possibility. And I believe almost anything is possible. Anything is possible to him who believes. But if a a 75-year-old tells me he wants to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, you know, while encouraging him to follow his dream... I probably would ask, well, is that in the realm of possibility for you? Okay, physically, can you do that? I mean, well, I would probably doubt it and and counsel him to try to be realistic in his dreams. But then if he stood up and took off his shirt and he was absolutely the most ripped guy I've ever seen with great big bulging muscles and then went on to tell me that for 30 years he's been working out four hours a day, etc., etc., then my opinion would totally change. Oh, wow, okay, well, this is, this, this is awesome. Yeah, go for it. So, we all want it all. And what I want is for you to have it all for you, which is probably different than anyone who's ever lived. I did an experiment a number of years ago, way before the healing codes, and um, it was uh, what it grew out of for me was the studies that have been done on instant versus delayed gratification, which uh, basically have shown that instant gratification is a predictor of negative outcomes in your life, almost 100%. And delayed gratification is a predictor of positive outcomes in your life, almost 100%. Health, happiness, you name it. Uh, Income level, happiness in life, everything. All right? But what I was doing was a little bit different from that. So I started with teenagers when I was working with teenagers. And uh, I would do it one at a time. And I did, I did a few times in groups, but usually one at a time. And I would say, okay, let's say I give you a choice. I want you to tell me what you would choose. You can have a new uh, $100 worth of clothing. We'll go shopping right now and buy it for you, whatever you want at the mall. Or you can have a new Walkman to play music on. That kind of dates me, right, Walkmans? Uh, Our younger crowd is listening. What in the world is a Walkman? Um, Trust me, they were big at one time. Uh, Third, you can have a brand new watch that's like a $100 watch, you know, that sort of thing. Or, number four, you can have a brand new pair of shoes of your choosing, okay? So here's my question. 
If I gave you the choice to choose any one of those you want and you will have it, or the second choice is you can have all four of them, which would you choose? <laughs> and, um, and they would look at me like I had two heads. I mean, wait a minute. Uh, wh what's, what's the catch? Uh, what's the downside of if I get four of them? And, and I said, there's no downside. It's just a simple choice. You can have one of them or you can have all four of them. All right. Well, as you would guess, every single teenager said, I want all four of them. Then a little bit later when I started doing counseling, I did a similar thing with adults. Um, and this was not on a lot of people. I mean, it was sort of a silly question anyway. But I said, I would get to know them a little bit and get to know where they were in their life, what they wanted versus what their life was then. And I would say, do a similar thing. And I would say, what if I gave you the choice to have a better paying job and a job that you enjoyed more or a new house that you really like or a new car that you really like or, and then something else, I don't remember, but that was the fourth one. So what if I told you you could choose one of those or you could have all of those? What would your choice be? All right. Well, of course, again, silly question. A hundred percent of adults said, well, I would choose to have all four of them. Okay. We are built that way. We all want it all. And, uh, sorry, my phone is ringing. It will stop in a second. Let me see if I can stop it. Okay, sorry about that. Um, we all want it all until we give up. Or we hear someone who's usually after our money saying, if you take my program and say my affirmations or whatever, then you'll have the millions of dollars in the house on the hill, and, 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 and most of those never come to fruition, and people end up even more frustrated because they think, well, it seems to be happening for everybody else who does this program except me. Well, no, it's not. They're making it seem that way, but 97% of the people doing the program are failing. All right. Today, I want to share with you briefly how you can have it all. And I mean all. I mean the best relationships for you, the best work, job, income situation for you, the best health situation that's possible for you to have. And on and on and on and on. Now, that's going to be different for every single person. It's going to be unique to each person. Okay? Because we're all built different. There's not been any two people exactly alike in the history of the world. Even identical twins. Okay? And, well, let me just go through it here. Um, well, one other thing. And then we'll go through it real quick. I knew a, uh, I worked with a, a gentleman who was writing a play, all right, and wanted to be a New York 
Broadway playwright and uh, had an IQ off the charts, was a wonderful writer, was an out-of-the-box thinker, was really, truly gifted in those things. And, and it wasn't just me saying that. It was a lot of people, including people, uh, on Broadway, all right? But this person was so fixated on the end result of having the play done and it, and it being a huge success and everybody patting him on the back and the money that would come from that and the fame and the sense of self-worth and, and, and then in addition to that, feeling like in order for that to happen, it had to be perfect. Absolutely got him stuck in the mud in a way that he was never able to write the play. He would start and then get stuck. Start again, get stuck. Start again, get stuck. Until he finally gave up. And the problem was his expectation. Okay? And his expectation actually kept him from getting the end result that not only he wanted, but I believe he was built for. And, and, and many other people did as well. So if you're stuck, this may be the antidote to getting you unstuck, or at least help. So let's go through this briefly. It won't take long. Um, we all want it all. But the only way to have it all is to give it all up in your mind, in your heart. Not that, you, not that you give up on wanting an end result in that area maybe, but that you give it up to God, that you give it up to love in a, you know what, this is what I think I want, this is what I think I'm built for, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I'm wrong about that, so I'm going to start walking in that direction but I give the end result up to God. I give the end result up to love. I give the end result up to my heart, uh, the love, love and conscience part of my heart to take me to the best end result for me, whether it's what I'm thinking right now or not. And if you do not give up the end result, that's the expectation that gets you stuck just like the playwright. And Dr. Dan Gilbert researched that at Harvard and, set and found expectations are a happiness killer because they spike your stress, and which keeps you from the result that you want. So, let's move on. The only way to have it all is to give it all up. And that is your choice. No one can make that for you and you make it every day, all over again. Evidenced by whatever you decide to do that day. You know the all that you want. Okay? The playwright wanted to be an um, outrageous, not only commercial, but... Um, by the reviewers in the newspapers, success in Broadway in New York, okay? He, he knew that's what he wanted. 
and, and almost everyone I've worked with in 30 years, they can tell me what they want. Well, I want the health problem to get better. Well, I want this relationship to heal. I want to find the love of my life. I want to do something that I'm passionate about and love. I mean, they know what they want, okay? So you know the all that you want. You don't know the all that you're going to get. In other words, the guy may think he wants to be the playwright on Broadway in New York and, and very successful, but where he ends up might be writing screenplays in Los Angeles. I mean, you never know how these things go, especially the things that take years to come to fruition. Um, when I have lectured for years around the world, one of the questions I've asked people is, have you ever had anything happen that at the time you thought was bad, but later, looking back, you thought that was not only good, it was exactly what I needed at that time. And everywhere I've been asking that question, everyone in the audience raises their hand. What does that mean? It means you can't know what's best for you two years in the future necessarily right now. You may be right, but there's a good chance you may be wrong. And what I've experienced is when people do what I'm talking about today, they are underestimating. It ends up even better than they had thought when they thought about that thing that they knew what they wanted. All right, so you know the all that you want, but you don't know the all that you'll get. Now, that's where the sticking point comes. You're afraid, or at least people who are in this situation, which is a whole lot of people, you're afraid that you won't like what you get as much as what you want. You know what you want, but you don't know that's what you'll get. And there's a fear that if I give up control, remember that's the first tenet, to have it all, you've got to give it all up. There's a fear that if I give it up, I'm not going to get the all that I want. I'm going to get another all that I don't think I'll like very much, or not near as much as the one I'm thinking of now. That is a fallacy. As I've worked with people... It is amazing how many times when people become successful after years, they will tell me, you know what, when I started this, this isn't where I thought I would end up. And if I had thought about this then, two years ago, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, I think I would have thought, you know, I'm not going to be very crazy about that. that. That's not where I want to end up. That's not cool. But now that I'm here two years later or 20 years later, I know it is what's just right for me. Not that other thing that I thought I wanted. It is amazing how many times. It's most of the time. So, you don't know necessarily unless God has told you, and I'm serious about that, and that happens, you don't know the all that will be best and most fulfilling and what you are built for. But that's the fear, that I won't like some other all that's not the one I'm thinking I want right now. Well... 
Here's the answer to that. You're right. You won't like it as much. You'll like it more. You'll like it more than you would have liked that thing that's what you thought you wanted, but is not what's right and best for you. Why is that? Because when we think about what we want in the future, you know, this would be having it all for me. We tend to do it based on comparison. People we see on TV or people that we talk to or things like that, all right? Well, that's a fallacy as well because you are not them. And everyone has a different purpose, a different, a different makeup. They're built a little bit different way, okay? So uh, what I do today, you know, one of the things when I was in college, people used to ask me all the time, hey, Alex, what are you going to do when you, you know, get out and work? And for a long time, I said, I don't know. And a lot of people were really critical of that. You're a junior and you still don't know. You're a senior and you still don't know. Well, ladies and gentlemen, what I do now didn't exist then. It didn't exist. I couldn't have known. And, and more and more people I see these days, that's true of them as well. So you're right. You won't like it as well. The perfect end result for you that you have to give up everything to get, you'll like it more. It's your choice every day and every hour. And it's never, ever, unless you're on your deathbed right now, it's never, ever too late to change and start toward having it all for you. It's never too late. I see people do it in their 60s all the time, in their 70s frequently, in their 80s every once in a while. It's never too late. It's unbelievable the change that can happen in a week, in a month, okay? But going back to where we started, the key is if you want it all, you have to give it all up and focus in the present moment in love as best you can, regardless of the result of that.